The organized team activities are finished, and the silence is well-deserved for the Eagles as they rest up for the next five weeks and prepare for training camp, which begins on July 24th at the NovaCare Complex for rookies and selected veterans. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Eagles Live podcast. I'm insider Dave Spadaro. Glad to be with you on the podcast once again. What a busy offseason this football team has had. Surprisingly, at least from this perspective, the Eagles were active in free agency, bringing on board key players like wide receivers Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith, trading for defensive tackle Tim Jernigan, adding some potential instant impact in April's draft, and then, just the other day, extending the contract of future Hall of Fame offensive tackle Jason Peters. How good is this team now that we have seen them go through the on-field portion of this offseason? Well, that's a question to be answered when the games count for real starting in September. But there is no doubt that the energy level was high and the vibrations very positive when the players and coaches took off after the final mandatory minicamp practice. Let's all now just take a deep breath and relax and look forward with great excitement to the 2017 season. The Eagles have changed the roster just enough to significantly upgrade themselves at some key positions. Wide receiver, running back, depth at quarterback, and along the defensive line for some examples. And they've retained their core moving forward. Later in the podcast, we're going to get a national perspective from ESPN's Sal Palantonio, who visited the mandatory minicamp this past week. But now let's hear from head coach Doug Peterson. He's in his second year at the helm, and after a 7-9 and debut, Peterson is looking for much more in 2017. Here is an exclusive one-on-one interview with the head coach, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson, Eagles head coach, uh, minicamp over. What are the takeaways from this spring? Well, I think the biggest takeaway, or one of the takeaways, is obviously the Carson, Alshon, Torrey combination uh, mixed with LeGarrette Blunt, and just watching them work you know, this spring, getting on the same page. Uh, I think that's going to be an exciting uh, combination right there to watch in preseason. I think another great takeaway is Nelson Aguilar and his uh, sort of bounce back from his struggles last year. And, and he's come in very confident. He's walking away from OTAs, confident going into training camp. And it's right where we wanted him to be. We wanted to be hard on him, but at the same time, we wanted him to, to grow through it and done an outstanding job there. Defensively, uh, Tim Jernigan has come in here and, and really uh, sort of lit a fire, not only for himself, but I think in that D-line, he's going to be an explosive player for us. We're excited about that. Even Patrick Robinson coming in a veteran corner uh, gives us some depth back there and, and uh, some great leadership in the secondary and, and just overall how well the team has kind of come together uh, through the entire spring. Do you think you know what kind of football team you have right now? I think I do. I think I do. And that's something you got to find out. I think that's why you practice and you have your spring drills and your workouts. You find out, number one, you know, kind of who's in, who's committed. Uh, you find out uh, a little bit of the, the toughness of your football team. And even though you're not hitting and doing all the all the physical uh, work, I do come away with a little bit of a better understanding of who we are and what we're capable of doing. How was as you evaluate him harshly? How was Carson? Carson was good. Uh, you know, he'll be he, not great. Well, I think great is yet to be seen uh, out of him. I say good because he proved from last season. He took the good and bad from last season. He worked on it this spring, and he's put him in a position to be great. And, you know, he'll be the first to tell you that uh, anytime there's something negative or positive, he'll be the first to tell you that he needs to get better in certain areas. And and, uh, that's something that he's going to continue to work on now over the next, you know, five or six weeks. And, you know, again, he's another one where you build the foundation 
Uh, part of it was last season. Part of it was this spring. So that foundation's been laid. Now we can continue to just build build up from there. You more than anyone would appreciate a great offensive line. Does this group have a, an opportunity to be a great off? I keep using that word. I'm, I'm excited about the spring. Does this group have a chance to be a great offensive line? They really do. They really do. And I'm excited that Jason Peters is locked in now for a few more years. And, and uh, it really solidifies the offensive line. And you got two great, great tackles in Jason Peters and Lane Johnson. I think we have a great center in Jason Kelsey who's very athletic and can move. And with Brandon Brooks and Isaac, that has a combination of being a great offensive line, as you said. And uh, I'm really excited about that and keeping those five guys together. I mean, you saw last year when those five were together, I believe we were five and one. And uh, when it was a little not easy and we were rotating guys, we didn't have as much success. So it's a correlation to winning if if you can keep those five together. As an offensive mind, Doug, how uh, exciting has has it been to sit with Frank and your offensive coaches and put things together when you have Alshon Jeffrey and you have Torrey Smith and you have this group of offensive linemen and something the Eagles haven't had in a long, long time, that's a power running game. It was a lot of fun this spring uh, being able to dissect back through our offense and then not only finding new and creative ways to utilize those guys, but just plug them into our system. And the one thing we were able to do this year is not reinvent the wheel, but just maximize our formations, motions, and shifts to utilize their strengths. And, you know, going forward, we target our playmakers on offense, and we got to make sure we're getting them the football. So you're saying there's more motion, there's more formation variation in the offing for 2017? There is, and there's things we worked on this spring that uh, we always want to stay competitive, but at the same time, we don't want to do so much that we're hurting ourselves. So we were able to throw a lot of things at our players. Uh, they were able to handle it. And again, that's part of that foundation that we've built uh, going into camp. You spoke early, early in the offseason about the benefits of the players watching themselves on film in the scheme from last season and how that would help this year. And I wonder on defense where you they don't tackle, there's minimal contact. Have you seen a faster group, a more confident group, a group that actually knows where it's going in this scheme rather than watching what Jim did in, in Detroit and what Jim did in Buffalo? Probably the number one thing going into year two is our players and our coaches get to coach off of film of us doing it a year ago and I've seen the aggressiveness I've seen the speed on defense I've seen the defensive line come off the ball and just the confidence in year two I've seen Jordan Hicks and the Nigel Bradhams just take command you know of that defense and Malcolm and Rodney working together in the secondary and the communication is just it's there because they did it a year ago and now they're that much better this year going forward so I've seen it and it's exciting to watch as is probably all 31 other teams out there uh, exciting to watch their team so uh, again training camp's coming up and, and looking forward to that. How about the intangible of chemistry, camaraderie? A big improvement this year? Big improvement. I think you kind of go through a year of sort of figuring everything out. You know, coaching, new coaching staff, players and coaches, coaches and players, coaches and coaches, you know, dealing with the media, everything in, in, in my role, you know, going into year two just gains uh, and gives you a little more confidence and, and you, you sort of have that family atmosphere and that, uh, that tight bond that you want. And, you know, we saw it this spring, bringing the guys together and I think they had a really good time out there. Uh, I could see it, the, the kind of, I don't know, say joy but it was fun for them to go practice and uh part of my job is to make it fun for them so no lingering injuries really everybody i guess kind of on track to be ready to go in training camp this is all good stuff everything's positive right now you know and, and they've got time now to, to really kind of get away and, and get get rejuvenated uh, coaches and players and uh just looking forward to july 23rd doug thanks so much for your time have a great off season thank you real off season yeah right thank you The Eagles will be hosting two public training camp practices at Lincoln Financial Field this summer. Don't miss your chance to get a first look at the 2017 squad on Saturday, July 29th and Sunday, August 6th 
at 10 a.m. In addition to watching practice, fans can enjoy family-friendly activities on Headhouse Plaza, alumni autograph sessions, and post-practice access to the field, all for free. Learn more at philadelphiaeagles.com slash training camp. Thanks to head coach Doug Peterson for that. Now, Sal Palantonio watched from the sidelines this week. As the Eagles went through their mandatory minicamp paces, we talked afterward, and I swear I heard Sal suggest that the Eagles could win the NFC East. Is that possible? Here is ESPN's Sal Palantonio. ESPN Sal Palantonio, year two of Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. Natural progression says the Eagles should be better in a lot of ways with some of the moves that they've made. What do you see here, and what are the objectives here when training camp begins? Well, I don't want to gush too much, but what I saw today from Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith, David, was really, really impressive. What I have seen are the OTAs in these mini camps from those two receivers. That alone, to me, is a major, major improvement. Not to take anything away from Jordan Matthews and what they accomplished in year one, but to bring in two accomplished, big, tough, experienced guys who are hungry to help out this young quarterback. Huge. And the running game, obviously, like Garrett Blunt with his Super Bowl experience, with the experience of putting the football in the end zone. Salad, add to dimension that I was talking to Merrill Reese about this. We could not remember a big power back. He mentioned Keith Byers, who really was drafted as a power running back, but didn't really play that way in the NFL. I can't remember a power game that the Eagles have ever had in the backfield. And let's hope they use it, right? Uh, Carson Wentz was asked to throw the ball 607 times last year, second most of any rookie in NFL history to Andrew Luck's uh, all-time record which still stands. It's too much. In my view, it's just too much. They need more balance on offense. I think the addition of LeGarrette Blunt, Darren Sproles will get more carries because Donnell Pumphrey, I think the rookie, the fourth rounder out of San Diego State, as I was talking to Doug Peterson about this, he's going to line up a lot in the slot. He'll be used more in the passing game. That will free up Sproles to be used in the running game and it's for screens a little bit more. Uh, they got to use the running game. They got it. Let's see they use it. What's in better position going into training camp? Big picture. Offense or defense? I think defense overall. I really do. I just like the additions that they've made on the defensive line, and I think that they will bring more blitzing to their defense, more complex rush schemes that will make their secondary better. Which will put the cornerbacks, which certainly are deserving of some questions, put them in a bit of a precarious position. You're a really young group there. There is a young group, but you would presumably get to the quarterback faster and more often. So, you know, obviously, everybody in the world and and the division in the league knows that the Eagles cornerback situation is a work in progress to be charitable about it and we'll have to see. We're all gushing now about Rasul Douglas but I want to see him up against the best wide receivers in the league. Sal, it's really fascinating when you compare the Doug Peterson era year two, Andy Reid era year two. That Andy Reid team went to the playoffs. What has to happen for this team to go to the playoffs? Well, they need to be healthy for sure and they need to get a little lucky Uh, but I think mostly they need to get to the quarterbacks in their division. Uh, They need to rush the passer. You know, Dak Prescott and Eli Manning and Kirk Cousins, if you give them time, they're going to complete balls. And so that's, to me, the number one thing is rushing the passer in this division. Let's go back into the brain of Sal Palantonio. The history of the Philadelphia Eagles, all the quarterbacks that you've seen here. How would you rate Carson going into year two versus all of them? Randall and Donovan and Michael Vick when he was here. All these quarterbacks. Well, I'm partial to Randall Cunningham. I think Randall was a special, special talent in many, many ways despite all of his flaws. Donovan just had a great system around him, support system with Andy Reid. If Randall Cunningham had half of that when Buddy Ryan was here, Randall would have been a a major playoff force. 
I like the fact that this team, from Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas and Doug Peterson and the coaching staff and the players, they all are in sync. And you go around the NFL, David, that's not true everywhere. And that really is important. This division is wide open. Cowboys are not going 13-3. There's a little bit of disarray with the Giants. Who knows what's going on with the Redskins? This team could steal a division title with 10 wins. And we've talked about that. The idea that you have to sync up the coaching staff and the front office, emerging from those Chip Kelly years. And you think the Eagles have done that? I do. I think there's a uh, simpatico from top to bottom. They get along with one another. There is none of that kind of negative friction that existed with Chip Kelly in the latter Andy Reid years as well. People like Doug. They like being around him. He's got an open mind. He's got an open door. I frankly really like Doug Peterson and I think he's really growing into the role. I really am impressed with Carson uh, because his level of maturity for a young man his age is really truly amazing. Sounds like from the mind of South Antonio the Eagles have a very fun, interesting, and potentially very successful year ahead. This is an intriguing team because of number of 11. I mean, number 11 is an intriguing personality who's, you know, extraordinarily coachable with great, great skills. I looked at Alshon Jeffrey today wearing number 17. I thought it was Harold Carmichael. He was like a cross between Harold Carmichael and T.O. on the field. He's got the thickness of T.O. and the size of Carmichael and the wingspan. Great. I asked Carson Wentz that very question. I said, give me the book on Alshon Jeffrey. Wingspan catch ratio. Goosebumps. It's nice. Yeah. Nice to have. We haven't had it for a while, Sal. Yeah, it's really good. And yeah. Torrey Smith will stretch the field and um, so will Pumphrey. Yeah. <laughs> you watch Pumphrey. Teams are going to have to figure out where he is on the field. I'm anxious to see how they line him up. I got to be honest. I got to see the kid because he's so, I've never seen a running back so small. I need to see him in pads to believe that he can do it at this level. And I don't think he missed a down in college football due to injury. You know, now we got to both knock on wood. There's a tree yeah. over here. Can yeah. we knock on wood? Okay. <laughs> knocking on wood. <laughs> so yeah, you know, he's he's been healthy and I really like him. And it'll be a great matchup creation with some formation variation and some creativity, which they need, and get back to basics, running the football, which they need. We'll take pressure off of Carson. Let's just play basic football on offense and rush the passer on defense. Let's do that. Sal, thank you, and I'll see you at training camp. Oh, I can't wait. I'm head coach Doug Peterson. Touchdown, Eagles! You're listening to the Eagles Live podcast with Dave Spadaro. And that will do it for this edition of the Eagles Live Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us each and every week. Make sure you tune in each week between now and the start of training camp in late July as we go position by position breaking down the 2017 Eagles. Also stay tuned for an invitation to join the Bird Phone and the podcast in upcoming weeks. The Eagles training camp begins July 24th at the NovaCare Complex. Thanks to producer Brian Thomas for putting it all together. Thanks to you for joining us each and every Every week, it's the Eagles Live Podcast. I'm insider Dave Spadaro. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.